0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the First and 10 podcast right here on the Blogging the Boys podcast network. Your host, the returning David Sturgio. David Sturgio here alongside two of the premier writers of bloggingtheboys.com. Tony Catalina, Aiden Davis, fellas, the Dallas Cowboys are five and two. We're feeling good um you know don't don't check twitter on that though they're not feeling good at all over there in those parts uh for whatever reason I mean look we'll dive into it but the Dallas Cowboys get the win today 24 to 6 over the Detroit Lions who again gave us a run for their money in the first half it was bleak um things just weren't going our way completely and maybe you know chalk that up to Dak being rusty chalk that up to play calling chalk it up to a bunch of stuff we'll get into it all but the Cowboys are sitting there now at five and two and unfortunately uh, the Jaguars did the old Jaguars and couldn't pull out a win against the Giants. The Giants are now 6-1, and one, which is like, just to me, I don't know, it's a mirage still. I still don't buy it. I'm not a big uh, stat guy, but I heard of a, I'm not a DVOA. I'm sure you guys know exactly what this is, but if apparently the the Giants are like de- almost dead last, you know, and so it's, it's not like they're, they're not blowing the doors off anybody, and their one loss comes against us, so that's still nice and rewarding, and of course the the Eagles with the bye, they they remain six and zero, oh, and the uh, the Washington Commanders. I, I know, I know we all take a lot of pride in watching Aaron Rodgers struggle, and that and that's fun. Um, but uh, you know, overall, it's just kind of crazy to see Tyler Heineke do his thing, or Heineke, or however you want to say it. Tony, your first thoughts as we dive into this uh, Week Seven matchup?
1: You know, honestly, I think a lot of it is something that we kind of anticipated. I think we all expected Dak Prescott to come out and, and have to work out some kinks. Um, And I'm glad that, you know, it kind of schedule wise, it organically worked out the way it did. Um, The Detroit Lions is a team that could surprise some people, but I think this Dallas Cowboys football team is too good to be surprised by teams. And that could bite me, you know, in my backside, you know, next week when we play the Bears. But uh, I think that Dak Prescott trying to work it out. it, It wasn't perfect in the first half. It wasn't perfect pretty much throughout the whole game, but you just felt, that this defense is legit enough to go out there and keep this team into any football game that they're in. And eventually, you knew Dak Prescott and the guys will be able to figure it out. And when you get five turnovers and, you know, Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard to kind of work in the way they were in the run game, you feel pretty good about it. So like you said, five and two um, in, in front of everything we want with Dak Prescott back. So you feel pretty good right now in Cowboys Nation
0: uh aiden your your first thoughts as to why is it just a simple rust thing or was he trying to do too much what's your assessment of the first half of this football game
2: i, I think okay so here's i think we're as a community we kind of we built up the dac return to be a huge thing and it did it, it RJ made a great point on the btb side today. it kind of felt like the beginning of a new season like we we're getting our quarterback back if Dak Aiden, Prescott that out, yeah.
1: He, he took that from us. We said that last week, and he's he's been running with that. So I <laughs> okay, okay. yeah, took that from. He said, with Dak coming back, it feels like a fresh start. So he's a listener. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all, right. all right, we. He may or that. may not edit this podcast. I'm not sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I think that our hopes were. The Dak was going to come back, and this was going to be the 2021 offense just at the drop of a hat. Like They were going to put up 30 points. Every drive was going to be a touchdown. There was going to be no blemishes whatsoever. And in the first half, we didn't get it. And I think that kind of set the tone for the second half. I think the second half, I don't know how y'all feel. I think Dak looked completely fine the second half, and we'll dig into some stats later that I want to bring up. But if you throw out that first half, which was a lot of nuts, r- rust knocking off and the fact that we overhyped Dak's return, I think it was a, a, a decent game for Dak.
0: Yeah, I mean, outside outside the fumble by Noah Brown, which again, took the wind out of my sail for a second because I just felt like, oh my God, here we go. Um, but outside of that, if they score on that drive, you're looking at a 31 to 6 game. You know what I'm saying? So you're looking at a, a complete domina- uh, domination by the Dallas Cowboys, but again, With Dak Prescott, yeah, it looked like it took him a little bit. Um, He did miss some throws. He did throw a couple bad, bad balls across where I saw four Lions blue jerseys in front of CeeDee Lamb, and I'm like, wait, where are you trying to go with that? And that was a little reminiscent of the Dak offense, meaning, and when I say that, I mean, like, just trying to do too much, and and I think he realized that heading into the second half where he's like, man, I got Zeke, and I got powered back there. They can start opening up a lot more stuff, and Let's call it how we see it, guys. We have four, four, count them, and especially when he's healthy, four formidable tight ends on this team. Like, like they can all make plays. I'm talking all of them. Schultz, Hendershot, Ferguson, even our boy Sean McEwen, which, by the way, I spoke to him moments, moments after the game, by the way, for a half a second. I just tried to peel it off, like, just peel it out of him. He wouldn't tell me. I said, bro, what was that celebration in the huddle at the end of the game? What was that? He goes, I'm sorry, man, that's a team secret. That's between us and Zeke. And I was like, listen, I I respect that because if you would have gave up a secret, I almost I almost question your loyalty. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he's loyal to the to the squad. But um, yeah, I mean, the offense, it just it's gonna take some time. Um, I, I think that Dak Prescott played a, a service will be good game. He opened it up. I feel like, you know, they dialed it up for him at the end and make sure he got that one touchdown. They're like, all right, man, just go go out there and get it. Just get that one out the way. Um, but if this is Dak knocking the rust off, Tony, do you feel like it'll just kind of make its way better and better as we go? Or do you think this is like the M.O. for the Cowboys team? Because we've even seen this with, with Cooper Rush at the helm. We saw this, obviously, in the Tampa game that we lost. But are, are the Cowboys, like, just now diagnosed with this this Syndrome where they can't start fast I feel, I feel like it hasn't happened yet
1: No because I think I mean what did that get hurt in the, in the third quarter of the first game So my man has played seven Quarters of f- football yeah seven and a half Quarters of football in this in this entire Season so I mean you look at the way even Bill Belichick, right? Bill Belichick talks about the September, like, you know, the first month of the season doesn't really count. We're trying to figure things out. I think this offense is going to t- continue to get better. I think they're going to work out some kinks and they're going to continue to uh, progress, but that's a super exciting thing to me because we see how this defense is flying around and, you know, going a hundred miles per hour, and just really being um, the stud and the star of this entire team. But if this offense continues to progress, which we know it will, I mean, coming from rush to Dak Prescott, there's going to be a natural progression there um i'm excited about what the future prospects looked and to answer your question more directly i i think we saw what we were expected i mean i know i expected to see some rust i know i expected to see some things that weren't perfect and um you know i think that it happened against an opponent we can uh, we can afford to do that and i think next week i will see a more clear uh better movement from this offense
0: i'll stick with you for a second uh unless aiden's got something real quick i saw the little uh motion
2: (laughs) i actually want to make the argument that dak actually solid game today but we can get to that in a second
0: i did want to i, I did want to mention the pass catchers we talked about the tight ends tony uh, i'll stick with you for a second any any um worry at all the fact that he couldn't find Gallup at all No, i don't think he got a target i i, I don't i don't believe he got a target today is that, is that something to think about
1: well your point remains true right Gallup didn't have a great a game and there really was kind of a ghost town he did get one target and hit him right in the face mask why so, do i uh, miss
0: that one when was that
1: it was uh what was it was it a third down or a second down pass play it was a slant right over the middle hit gallup right in the teeth and uh he just dropped it so it, it might okay. have had a little too much juice on it but did
0: i blink i feel like
1: <laughs> i feel like i <laughs> missed that
0: one
2: yahoo has him at two targets Oh, for the love of God! I, All right, right, I,
1: right.
2: <laughs> one of them has to be like a throwaway out of bounds. That like Gallup was just yeah. in the area.
1: No, he no. did. Like so, I know for a fact. Like your point remains true. He w- He definitely wasn't involved as much as you would hope with Dak Prescott out there, especially being the guy who can spread the field. But um, I- I'm not really too concerned about it. I think you you saw the way that. Uh, Dak was kind of leaning towards um, some of the tight ends and a little bit CD Lamb at one point in the first half you're like all right CD Lamb's the only guy that's getting something going in, in the receiving game here so um, I think like I said I think part of this offense is is kind of just going through the rust and through the, the things I think this game is is going to look a lot different you know a month from now this offensive unit is going to look a little different once things get uh, more smooth out there.
0: Aiden, in, uh, in the beginning of this game, I started to get real frustrated with the offensive line. I, I think they, were, they weren't they were giving Dak a lot of a, a clean pocket at all. Um, and then there were some rotations happening one more again, you know what I mean, where I'm just starting to lose my mind. Like, can we just please leave the same guys in there? Are you starting to see a little bit of a trend where this has to be a concern? Or like we know Dak's ability to get out of the pocket. Is better than a Cooper Rush, but like at the same time, you don't want him running for his life. Are you starting to get a little concerned with the with the offensive line now? Look again. Preface: Hutchinson is a goddamn beast. (laughs) Okay, I will uh, I will call it how I see it. That guy is an animal. But is there any sound for alarm for you?
2: I've actually been a little bit concerned about this offensive line and pass protection for a couple of weeks now, just because if you look at their pass block win rate, which is essentially what percentage of the time are they blocking perfectly blocking within the first two seconds of the snap they're bottom they're like by far and away the worst in the NFL so I think and I brought this up on the podcast before the reason we the offensive line looks solid under Cooper Rush is because Cooper Rush was getting the ball out quicker than any quarterback in the NFL outside of Tom Brady and now with Dak Dak likes to hold on the ball longer because he likes to go through the progressions and he likes to hit more downfield targets which he should like This is not a knock on Dak for holding the ball too long in the pocket. It's just something we're naturally going to see with a quarterback who likes to take more shots down. And so, yeah, I am concerned with how this offensive line is going to look, but I think it's going to be very similar to what we saw today.
0: Tony, can you update us on James Washington as far as his availability? Because as of right now, and I saw it in pregame, and I didn't see a, um, uh, a designation of being inactive. Was
1: Tolbert active today? He was. He was what, the all just
0: special teams reps.
1: Yeah, it didn't look like I mean, I don't know the numbers right now as we record this Sunday night, but I don't recall seeing him get any pass um, any any offensive reps. I'm pretty sure he was a special teams guy today.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm just like I said, curious because of the fact that like the trade deadline is looming. There are a couple guys out there that I'm just like, eh, why not take a flyer, you know, but like again, if, if they don't have intent to do it, then they don't have intent to do it. I'm not going to force the issue. Um, All right, flipping over to the other side of the ball for a second. The defense, I mean, look, it goes without saying. Um, also, fun stat, RJ can't pull this one up oh, even though I got it from, like, I think it was Ed Warner. <laughs> it wasn't like I'm like, <laughs> pulling out of the sky. For the first time since the 52-17 Super Bowl win over the Bills, the first time that we've had five takeaways in one half of football. So, definitely something to be excited about. Um, again, we go another another week without letting up a touchdown. And kind of Makes up for letting up a couple touchdowns last week, so the average is still probably hovering around just over one a game. You know what I mean? So, it's this defense is playing really well now. My only question is early on in this game, and there was a couple times where I'm just like, "Wait a minute, where is he, Aiden?" What was the? St-? I mean, we'll we'll find out the snap counts tomorrow, more than likely when the when the stat sheet comes out officially. But like. What, did you feel like Parsons was off the field more than, I mean, not that more than he was on the field, but like a lot more often than what we're used to.
2: Yeah. And it, was, it seemed like almost every first down he was off the field and then a handful of second downs too. I just don't, I didn't really understand the way that they were using Parsons today. Is, is there that injury that he suffered a couple of weeks? Is there any credibility to the fact that that could still be hampering him and they want to limit his reps because they're, they have the best defensive weapon in football at their disposal, and they're using him as a rotational piece. I don't get it, so I trust Dan Quinn enough to say I think something's happening behind the scenes that maybe we don't know about. Tony, shed some light on that
1: yeah i think um i think the injury is is not being talked about because he says you know himself i'm not coming out of the game but i think this is the way that they manage him i mean the guy went from playing you know 75 of 75 defensive snaps in like the first two games of the year to like you said situational pass rusher when they need to have it guy like anytime there's a big moment on a series or a drive he was out there playing but you know first and second down they, they like the other guys i think that it's this is their way of managing him because You know, that's the only way to protect a a Savage that isn't going to come out of the game.
0: Yeah, I could foresee that happening again next week, uh, considering they have the bye after next week. So maybe another week of, like, limited uh, rotational reps against another, you know, relatively uh, uneasy offense. We'll get into them in a a couple minutes, I guess, just to briefly touch on the Bears as we enter that. But outside of Micah Parsons, obviously, there was also another move that was made this morning, uh, or at least reported by Patrick Walker of .com, um or, yeah, .com, and I, I, I saw that Gallimore was inactive as well. Um, Now, he I, a, a couple people chimed in right away. He's got a wrist injury. He's got a wrist injury, but he did not go into this game with an injury designation, so it kind of makes me believe that, A, they want to get more snaps to Quentin Bahana, and B, they just signed uh Watkins out of nowhere. I, I literally until this morning is when I realized that Watkins was back on the team, so I was like, oh, that's nice, you know, but, like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, has Gallimore not done enough or is just more precautionary, Tony?
1: It depends on who you ask, right? There's some people that feel that Gallimore hasn't done enough with his uh, with his opportunity, and this is more of what the team feels like. But this is the second week in a row a player has had no injury designation and been inactive. Dalton Schultz last week, Gallimore this week. I tend to believe that it's, it's something with the wrist, and they're so deep at the defensive line they're okay with giving these guys reps when they don't need to because – Gallimore falling out of favor to the point where he's inactive, I would be honestly surprised to see that actually be the case.
0: Yeah, I I, I do too. And the only thing I can think of is um, typically when guys are deemed inactive right before a game or, and they're not hurt the right. The first thing that comes to my mind, at least in a baseball front when a guys taken out of a game, like there's going to be dealt all of a sudden, like he's going to be traded or, or something's going to happen. And so I was very nervous uh, about that decision. But again, if there's some other, injury again that he's trying to work through then sure like I get it um but anyway more flowers have to be given to Trayvon Diggs the guy has absolutely balled out this year he's duplicating what he did last year as far as his ability to make the play Aiden speak to me on the fact that the slander has to go away with this whole yeah bud he gives up all these big like big yards chunk yards chunk plays here and there this guy every time there's a 50 50 ball or even a 40 60 ball <laughs> he can get up and get it
2: I think so far what we've seen from Diggs this year is we've seen one down game i'd say and then the rest has just been near perfect cornerbacking play i mean he's still getting the picks granted not uh, he's not going to hit 11 again but nobody expected him to hit 11 he's still the ball hawk we know and now he's just locking down opposing receivers i know it he had an easier time today with Amon getting ruled out early to the concussion but man Diggs is something special and He's going to see more targets. Uh, we'll see, but now with the Lewis injury, I mean, he's going to be on the field more often, at least.
0: Yeah, Tony, I was going to ask you about the Lewis injury before you chimed in on uh, on a guy like Trayvon Diggs, but um, so the Lewis injury looks like a Liz Frank injury. Looks like he's probably going to miss some time. If not, I look. These things are tricky. I'm not. I'm not a doctor. I just play one on TV. Like I, I you know what I mean. I can't diagnose this this stuff. But well, what do you see Aiden?
2: Yeah, right now it's looking like he's yeah, it's going to need surgery. Oh, so done for the year?
1: I don't bet. know. Yeah. 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 We don't want to, you know, we, we don't know, but I think yeah. that's a fair, so, a fair
0: bet. Out with Lewis, in with Deron Bland, are we cool with that, Tony, considering what we've seen out of the
1: kid? There's a lot of intrigue. There's a lot of people that were hoping to see Deron Bland get an opportunity. I mean, he did make that one surprise start and he did come up an interception in his first defensive, you know, action. So, um, I mean we can't forget the fact that Lewis got hurt on an interception, right? Like right. Lewis, right. So he got hurt making a play. So I, I think there may be some lumps and some bruises in there, but you know, people are excited to see what Duron Bland can do. And I and I'm one of those people.
2: Are y'all are y'all wanting to see a little bit of Kelvin if we have a a long stretch without Lewis, or are we kind of ready to put I, that experiment aside? I'm very
0: I'm very okay with him playing special teams right now. Um I I listen there's nobody that like when we draft these guys high and we, we use all this high draft capital to get guys like this it's like you need to see him on the field you want to see him on the field but to me he seems like a very undisciplined football player and maybe that's something you can't reteach and, and maybe this coaching staff just can't get through to him because i feel like every week there's something going on with kelvin joseph as far as in uh penalties concerned so i don't really trust that i'm in on the Deron bland train to get that nickel corner i'm not i'm not really in on uh on kelvin not just yet
1: and that's really what it comes down to, right? If it, if it was Anthony Brown or Trayvon Diggs, it would have been Kelvin Joseph with the first crack. But since it's a, a slot guy, interior guy, um, it, it, Deron Bland, that's he, where he's comfortable. So I think Deron Bland has an opportunity to make Jordan Luce disposable, kind of like a Wally Pipp situation here. If he right. comes out and plays well, Jordan Luce, I think he has like one year left on his deal. I think it's something that he can get out on. He's a fifth round pick. So I think the Cowboys are very interested to see what he can do as well.
0: Uh, do we have to explain to uh, young Aiden who Wally Pip is, or do, we, uh, do you understand? You, had it, you got it over there?
2: Nah, I've heard the name. Don't know the reference.
0: All right. Well, the reference <laughs> is Wally Pipp was uh, back in the day, back in the 1920s or whatever, whenever, 1940s, Wally Pipp got injured, and in comes a guy. You might have heard of him. His name is Lou Gehrig, <laughs> right? So <laughs> Lou Gehrig comes in. Plays the way he play- it was Lou Gehrig, right? Before I lose my mind, yeah, here. no, you're right. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, shit, did I get this wrong? Lou <laughs> no, um, Gehrig Gar- comes in, plays the way he plays, and Wally Pipp never saw the field again because he got Wally Pipped. <laughs> somebody replaced him basically. What Dak did to, to Tony Romo. So, who anyway.
1: did uh, who did Wade Phillips, or was it Wade Phillips that was talking to Orlando Scandrick or about Lando Scandrick, t- Wally Pipp, and somebody, or do you remember that? I mean, uh, trying to hard knocks, like, I don't know, but then probably somebody
0: Wally Pipp Scandrick. <laughs> <laughs> After
1: that, <laughs>
0: uh, but anyway, I digress with Scandrick. He needs another one, who needs to get off the air. Uh, but don't get me wrong, opinionated people keep playing on playing, but I can't tell it. The Scandrick stuff is just rough. Um, anyway, not, not not good enough of a player to have that big of a voice, is what I'm saying. Um, anyway, so moving on, um, there was one more thing, and that like, scra- oh, here we go. So, I, I I made this reference, I think I texted my brother mid game, I didn't tweet about it, actually, I did tweet about it. Any concern with Leighton Vanderesh? <laughs> I understand that he's he's one of those guys that have been playing well this year and he's in good spots sometimes, but there was a couple times that I'm like, <laughs> again, I, I'm not bashing this team. I'm not Twitter. Like, I don't go on Twitter after they win and find all the reasons why they stink. I'm trying to figure out what we could get better at. And Vanderesh seems on some plays, the effort isn't there. Like, if you're not running right into Leighton Vanderesh, he ain't there. Aiden, do you see this at all or am I just losing my mind? Because I just so you know, just so everybody's aware, I did tweet out that everybody who's saying that that's an interception by Diggs is blind and I'm the only one who saw it, that it was not an interception. All of a sudden they're like, they come back from a commercial like, yeah, Cowboys ball. I'm like, all right, it's time to get the eyes checked. <laughs> like, I don't
1: know. Maybe I'm wrong.
2: I, I was wrong. So are you seeing the same thing with Van Der Esch? I'm seeing it in certain situations. It seems like when Van Der Esch is just playing that middle linebacker role, he's Three, four yards off the ball, and they run it up the gut. Yeah, I don't see much effort from Vanderash on those plays, but when they take it outside and Vanderash has to chase a running back to the sideline, he looks like Lightning McQueen. Like, I, he looks, he is a fast linebacker when he's running sideline to sideline, and then they run straight at him, and it's like he forgets how to play football for five seconds. I just, I don't understand this disconnect that's happening because if he could solidify that, just stop the running back when they run right at you. It would it would be significantly better than what we're seeing. Lightning McHugh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do I have to explain a reference to y'all now? <laughs> yeah. No, you're good. You're good. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, look. Uh, like I said, first of all, I think when he came out of college, Boise, right? I think he went the Boise, and then Boy. um, but I think his high school was like they played eight on eight or something like that. So his coast to coast movements had to be good because he was chasing a lot more open field. But yeah, when they come right and running at him, it's just like. It's like Jalen Smith, <laughs> just like in deer and headlights, just like, don't. He's like, oh, I don't know. And then just the next thing you know, he's getting blocked off and he can't shed a block for the life of him. But again, I'm I'm all for his, his season so far. You know what I mean? Like I really think that the kid is playing very well. Look, this whole team as a whole is playing very well. And a five and two team is nothing to sniff at. I'm not sure what our records were as far as our win loss prediction records were at this point in the season. But I got to say, it was probably around this, you know, like we were winning the games that we should have won. You know what I mean? Like none of us had us beating it Well, Yeah, none of us really had us beating the Rams, really. Like, let's think about it. Going in there, no way. Going into Philly, probably not. You know, going, splitting the first two games. So we probably all collectively had them with three losses at this point. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Aiden, can you remember?
2: I I think I had them below 500 after the Packers game. So, okay. So we're well ahead of my prediction, yeah. Yeah,
0: so I mean, look, you can't you can't deny what's happened so far. You can't deny that this team is being coached well. One more little topic before we get into some of the 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 kickoff to the Bears coverage um for the week. I'll start with Tony and just just because I understand that this was Dak's first game back and you know, you want to get him involved and everything like that. Are you there I feel like there's a moment of every single week where I tweet, Kellen Moore, fire yourself, <laughs> okay? Like, <laughs> are, are you are you on that 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 wagon with me? And I'm not saying like we're we're on the, the 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 what is it autobahn where we're just booming right through. There's we're on a wagon, so it's a slow and steady, bumpy ride. But like, are you the, the wheels are going to fall off eventually, man? Like, are you okay with all these play calls? Like, the we, us three can playing the Madden simulation can call better plays than than Kellen Moore sometimes. I, am I wrong?
1: No, I mean, so I've been I've been okay with Kellen Moore up to this point, right? Like I, I don't have as much of a beef as other people have. Like I just you know it's fine. I don't want to fight the guy. I'm just right, no, <laughs> like my, whole, my whole thing is he was doing what he had to do with rush, but this was the first game that I was literally sitting there like like, why are you getting out wide with C uh, with uh Tony Pollard on the third and one? Why are you doing? Nice. A, a, yeah, why are you doing a, a you know a, a reverse with CD Lamb with the game? Like, all we need to do is just burn the clock and you know just punch it up the middle. It there were some question marks and some opportunities there. I mean, and even the play. And I know it's at the end of the game. They felt like it was in hand. I called it and I put it up on Twitter. They ran the exact same play at the goal line four times and on the fourth time they finally threw like a play action out of it it was literally Tony and Zeke Tony Pollard comes in motion they fake it to Zeke and Zeke and he threw the touchdown to Henderson shot i'm like he ran the exact exact same play four times in a row so i just i mean is it lazy is it funny is it like how, like when i go watch it is dan campbell going to be upset about this like oh man they can just beat us running the same four <laughs> play like but so yeah this was the first game that i think universally the entire fan base was like what in the world is kellen moore doing now some of that is dak he even said with his thumb, like he had a couple heat checks he was like i'm feeling a little overly confident so i'm trying to fit some balls in there but but for the most part this team in a lot of situations where they weren't zeke was unstopped on third and one all season and then and then they couldn't convert one tonight today so it was just it was a little perplexing what kellen moore was doing out there to be honest
0: Aiden, how do you how would your one to ten? What's your confidence level on a guy like Kellen Moore to call a good offense where we just won't be scratching our head every week?
2: I'll say a six right now. See, that's not good enough. <laughs> you know, it's here's, just not good enough. Here's my I never really brought up Kellen Moore's play calling over the Cooper Rush era because I felt like it was a little bit unfair. He yes, he probably had to simplify the playbook for Cooper Rush. But now with Dak Prescott, it was the same formula he's been using with Cooper Rush, which is Always run it on first down. If you gain less than three yards, then you're going to pass it or you're going to try a dumb run outside. And then a third down is pretty much always a pass because it's third and four, third and three. This formula of that happening every single time we pick up a first down is it's really making me mad. And hopefully with more Dak, I mean, he starts opening up the playbook more, but that and to work. said
1: that go ahead, Tony. Well, I was just saying that more of a funny is if you see Noah Brown, since the Jason Garrett days, if you see Noah Brown motion inside, it's a run like 95% of the time. So it's like, if we know that, don't you think these defenses know that? And and you know what? Typically they do because he gets stuffed behind the line
0: every time it happens. So they're like, oh, there's Noah. Guess what? See this one coming. Like that's, you can't be, it's the NFL, man. You can't be that predictable because if you are, it's a recipe for disaster. And I swear to God, if he calls another reverse to CD Lamb, I'm going to lose <laughs> my mind. Like, when can you think of a time? And this is not even kidding. Can you think of a time that it went for more than like four yards? <laughs> like, I just I can't as of right now. Maybe, you know what, some some, you know, Twitter tool is going to come back and say, like, they scored on one. OK, great. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's fine. But most times, nine times out of 10, it's annoying and it's just a drive killer.
2: And nine times out of ten, he just ends up out of bounds, like right. one yard, one yard past the right. line of scrimmage. It's, it's
1: not, it's yes, nothing there's nothing to it,
0: man. I'm just yeah. I don't know. Well, like I said, I'm not about to dissect this in a bad way. The Dallas Cowboys took care of business. The Detroit Lions are a bad team. They are uh statistically a bad defense, but they played up today. They played up in the first half. And then, of course, Jamal Williams coughing it up at the at the goal line. That's big. Goff can't, you know, he found our receiver, our corners more than he found his own receivers. Like it's it was a tough sledding day. Uh, for the Detroit Lions. And I'm sure they'll be scrappy and they'll fight and they'll claw and we'll need them down the line to uh, take care of the Giants or something. They didn't play the Giants yet, right? I don't even know if they play the Giants. I think they do. Um, But in any event, so the Lions are back and they're behind us, rear view mirror as we start to look forward now to uh the, the Chicago Bears. And again, if you listen to the entire um podcast network, you'll find out that there's a lot more coverage coming your way about the Chicago Bears. Actually, before we do that, Um, something that we wanted to tell, uh, that something we wanted to inform RJ every week was game balls. And before we move on to the bears, let's give a game ball out. Uh, Tony, I'll start with you. It doesn't matter who it is. I'm not going to say like, you can't just, you can't do this. You can't do that. Anybody this time, all bets are off. Who's your game ball going to,
1: you know, I'm going to give it to our guy. I'm going to give it to Ezekiel Elliott, man. Yeah. He, you know, he, I I put a tweet out. I haven't seen this man hurdle in years. My man was out there flying. He's confident. He's He's healthy. Yeah, he leaped out there, and he, um, you know, two touchdowns. I thought they were going to give him the hat trick there. I think Dak needed it more than Zeke did, but, you know, just to get one on the board. But I got to give it to Zeke Elliott. I know the numbers weren't gaudy, but my man is a tough runner. He looks healthy. I got nervous when that knee hit him. I mean, when he hit in the knee there, it looked like a hyperextension, came back in, so he's good to go. But Zeke Elliott mixed with Tony Pollard, I think they have the good combination of medicine here to really lean on teams. Uh, as long as Kellen Moore can go out there and call the correct plays and everything can be executed, this team is much better when they're run blocking instead of pass blocking. But i give it to Zeke Elliott because Jerry Jones told us maybe we didn't want to believe it, but he says that the offense runs through a Zeke Elliott, and it's kind of hard to, to think otherwise at this point.
0: Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree, and I wholeheartedly agree with the game ball to Zeke. Aiden?
2: Yeah, this game ball's half congratulatory. I'm giving it to Dak Prescott. I mean, first game back, but here's what I'll say. This offense that we saw today is better than any offense we've seen over the past five weeks. And I'll argue that, tell my grave, throughout this week when the inevitable Cooper Rush truthers start chiming in a little bit. So, they exist. They exist. Yeah. So just real a quick game. Cooper Rush obviously started weeks two through six. How many times do you think he hit these given stats that Dak just achieved in his first game back today? How many times did Cooper Rush hit a 76% completion percentage across all his starts?
0: I, want, I, I know that Dak, the did,
2: Dak did it today.
0: Well, I'm he just going to say, I, 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 all right, that's good. <laughs> I was going to be like, well, Cooper was efficient, but probably 76 is really high, so that's pretty good.
2: It's Yeah, Cooper Rush never did it across his starts. How many times did he hit 8.3 yards per attempt? Probably none. None, correct. How many times did he hit a 113 quarterback rating, which Dak did today?
0: I'm going to go with a zero don't
2: it's it's zero how many times did he beat a team by 16 points <laughs> i or don't more. know <laughs> zero my point is, is like yes it didn't look pretty from dak today but this is a the team we were hoping for like this is the offense is getting back on track and congrats Dak.
1: i yeah. tweeted that a rusty dak prescott this offense scored 24 points rush in this time frame the most he scored was 25 So Dak Prescott looked out there, kind of punted on the first half and felt weird, you know, scored three points. All of a sudden they scored 24 and it's right up there with with Cooper Rush led offenses most points of the year so far.
0: I mean, look again, I'm not I'm not going to sit there and and we're and, and, you know, none of us are knocking Cooper Rush. We're in this position because of Cooper Rush. But all you people out there going nuts about the fact that we could be better with Cooper Rush fall back it's time to concede it's time to tap out uh that Dak Prescott's the better player um obviously you guys give it offensive side of the ball and and justifiably so the the easy answer for me would say oh the whole defense well I'm just gonna give this one to Trayvon Diggs because again a great game out of him um he he just he stuck true to his plan he no matter who was out there like you said Amon Ross St. Brown goes out early He has to cover the Reynolds of the world. He has to cover uh, underneath. That's another concern I didn't really touch on was the the coverage of the tight ends. I felt like they were running way free. Um, But that's another story for another day. Hopefully that that, that gets cleaned up. But Trayvon Diggs making incredible plays on the ball. He continues to be a a dominant corner. And I'm just waiting for the time where, you know, quarterbacks just start not looking his way. You know what I mean? Because it's just a it's to the point where every time that ball is in the area or a catchable ball where he's there, you know, it's a high percentage. He can bring it down. So, uh, a big, uh, flowers, uh, to, uh, Mr. Uh, Trayvon Diggs.
2: And we need to mention his name. I think all three of us would give a trade a game ball to Sam Williams. He'd. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. yeah. I tell you
0: what, man, this kid is, he is something else. It's again, it's these finds that you see, you know, the uh, deeper in the draft and, and people were, were really getting excited about him in the beginning of the preseason and training camp and stuff. And it was like, you know, this comparison's the looking like Micah and now he's playing like Micah. So it might actually be a clone. So we might want to check on that. Uh, But yeah, dude, it's he's playing great football. He really is. And and the whole defense, everybody is feeding off each other. I'm very excited to see like sounds of the Cylons come like Tuesday, Wednesday to see how much they're gelling even more.
1: So, you know, what's cool. crazy about Sam Williams and he I tweeted it out. That's why I get to see it. Two sacks, three tackles, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery and 12 snaps. Oh I mean, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> like that talk, about it,
0: talk about taking advantage of when you're on the field.
1: Oh, my God. Right. I mean, if, I thought that was eye opening.
2: If you guys watch Red Zone, he was good. Actually, they said he's going to be Red Zone's rookie of the week until Kenneth Walker ripped off a 72 yard touchdown.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true to Kenny Walker. He's uh, he's making making a lot of fantasy owners happy. He could be a fantasy winner. All right. Moving on to Chicago Bears. Quick thoughts. Tony, uh, the, the threat of the Chicago Bears right now is what?
1: You know it's interesting. Uh, like I said, we're still working on some things in offense, um, so hopefully that is figured out. But um, I, I feel much about this game. I actually feel better about this game going forward. The Chicago Bears offensive line is a problem. It is a legitimate problem. The wide receivers—they um, don't seem to get open for Justin Fields. Justin mm-hmm. Fields is a true one-read quarterback. Where if he—if his initial look is not there, my man is taking off like a bat out of hell. So it, it brings an element of trying to defend a. Uh, a quarterback that can take off with his legs but this is not a quality football team this is not a good football team um they're going to be on short rest right they're going to play monday night when you listen to this they'll be playing tonight against the new england patriots i'm pretty sure bill belichick is going to scheme something up to really frustrate that team and they're, they're probably going to take a beating tonight um but I, but you know what it's it's the nfl crazy things happen the cowboys played a a, a finicky game in the first half against the lions and but so anything can happen but I feel pretty confident the Cowboys can come into the bye week six and two Aiden how do you feel about the Bears coming up
2: if the Bears break double digit points it'll be on the leg of Kyro Santos I mean how how is this Bears offense going to do anything against our defense I, now I'm not getting too cocky because this does feel like a game that now that we're riding high you're with looking ahead, you're looking ahead to, the, to the bye week yeah and, you know like I'm it, this has the potential to be a trap game, but I see no way that Justin Fields scores more than If he scores multiple touchdowns against our defense, I, I don't know. I'll figure something out, but there's no way it's happening <laughs> over the you course know. of the next week.
0: Listeners out there, we're going to be coming up with something that Aiden will do. If Justin <laughs> Fields scores twice <laughs> against the <laughs> Cowboys defense, but look, I always worry about the scrambling quarterbacks. I do. It's just something that is, 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 It's like stitched in the back of my brain forever. How the Cowboys just can't seem to handle a running quarterback. Sometimes they handle him. Sometimes they really do. But some more more times, rather than not, the the Dallas Cowboys defense just can't handle a a scrambling quarterback. The only difference between this scrambling quarterback and a guy like Jalen Hurts or a guy like uh, I don't know anybody else that scrambles in the league, or even in their past, you know, with the McNabs of the world and the Mike Vicks. Like scrambling quarterbacks are a pain in the ass with the Cowboys. But the difference is. This guy doesn't really have anybody to throw to. So, I mean, respect on Mooney's name. I was a big Mooney guy coming into this year, drafted him a bunch in a, in a couple of my uh, uh, what call fantasy drafts and stuff. But it just seems to me that this offense uh, for the Bears is very kind of poor, you know, and their defense has shown up at times, um, and they've shut down some pretty good offenses. But, you know, it's going to be now week two under Dak Prescott. It's going to be a whole another week of practice. It's going to be a whole another week of reps. Um, I also like uh, the Cowboys to come out and uh, just try to get off to a fast start because I do not want to deal with another half of football like we did today. I understand they won, and I understand that's that that kind of heals everything and makes you feel a little better about everything. But, like, there's no reason for me to – get my blood pressure up against the lions. There's really not like, and I was just sitting there like ready to just throw my phone through the window. And I, I'm sure people on Twitter would have loved for that to happen <laughs> because they just see my tweets and they're like, what is on this guy's mind? Um, but again, I'm, I'm as real as they get. Some people call me out. Like you should just, not be a Cowboys fan, but blah, blah, blah. and then you look at their tweets, like because I do my recon, you have to. You look at their tweets, and it's just like nothing could be wrong about this Cowboys team. Nothing. I'm talking, they're the greatest, and then like I got like a five times Bowl champ tattoo on my arm, and blah, blah blah. You know what I mean? Like those kind of people, and I'm just like, okay, I'll definitely take you serious. So <laughs> it's just it's tough sledding out there, even after a win. But if you follow me and you follow us collectively, Aiden doesn't speak you know say too much unless I'm missing it but he's probably just in the in in, entrenched entrenched in the game itself meanwhile I'm sitting there like you know missing plays sometimes because I just gotta finish that tweet uh but much like the Gallup (laughs) target that I'm just like I didn't even see that coming that's so funny you're like yeah he got a target hit him right in the face I'm like was I sending an angry tweet like when that happened I don't know (laughs) so anyway we all are collective in saying that the Cowboys should win this week uh I want your predictions as far as i know it's a week away but like at least i don't know what the line's gonna be and maybe you've opened up already probably i want to assume wait aiden do you know it just shake your head yes if you know it you don't know it all right so i'm assuming that this spread is going to be another touchdown spread ish seven ish eight ish maybe um i guess it really depends on what happens in the new england game because if anybody drops or injuries or just you know they keep continue to look piss poor um we'll see but for me i feel like i would be confident. You know, you beat a team like by the Lions by 18 this game, you should beat them by 20 plus. You just should. Right. And you you see that happening, Tony? Can you see a blowout here?
1: You know, I do. And there's a couple of things that concern me. Right. And and it has nothing to do with the Bears per se. Um, I'm very weary of this team specifically with noon kickoffs. Right. When they when they play that one o'clock window, they come out sleepwalking sometimes. So that kind of makes me nervous. Uh Also, you guys mentioned we talked about how the fact that the buy is the next week. So they might have their eyes set on some relaxation. So those are two factors that make me a little nervous. But ultimately, you're absolutely right. This should be a double digit win. If it's not in the 20s or anywhere near there, I think that would be a disappointment. But this this is where a far superior team. The Cowboys should handle the Bears just fine. Aiden, you feel the same way?
2: Yeah, I, I think this is going to be, I'm, I'm once again, I maybe I'm just, I don't know why I'm so confident in this game, but <laughs> I just look, the opening spread is that Cowboys are favored by 10. With, oh. a, 40, with a 43 point, uh, boy, with a 43 point over under, which means that, <laughs> what's the implied points for the Bears? Is that 10. 6, 10, 10? Yeah, yeah 33 I, to
1: 10. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my god god i hate that yeah. i really i don't know why i hate that but anyway last question before we kind of wrap things up i want a percentage okay percentage as we go aiden no i'm changing this flipping it calling an audible i'm i see a i see a, a blitzer coming from the outside i'm not going to change this play
1: real kill quick.
0: kill 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 and then and now you know i'm running the ball uh so <laughs> aiden scale of one to ten your confidence that the 2022 five and two dallas cowboys can win the nfc east
2: Uh, i'm gonna say it's a five perfectly at a five just because i think it's more of the eagles having a very easy schedule than the cowboys not being able not being a good team are the
0: giants frauds yeah,
2: I mean, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> all right. That, I, mean, I think play. they might they might sneak in the playoffs as like a nine and seven team and probably lose. So, first so
0: the Giants are only going to win three more games the rest of the year,
2: <laughs> dude. They have the shoe has to drop at some point. <laughs> this is very true.
0: All right, uh Tony, per, uh, your confidence level on this division win.
1: I would say slightly under fifty percent. I think, and it has more so about what the Eagles have left and them having a, a a game and well, yeah, a game and a half lead on us by beating us. I think, uh, I think the Christmas Eve game is going to be super important, but um, we definitely have our backs against the wall as far as the div- division is concerned right now.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say I'm I'm sitting around that same time, like four or five, right now because of the Eagles' schedule, They're ridiculous. I also think the the Giants are frauds, and I'll say that until. You know, they can. The Giants can go sixteen to yeah. one. I'm like, yeah, I'm telling you, they're gonna trip up in the playoffs.
1: I didn't answer that. The Giants are. The Giants are definitely frauds. I honestly, I'm sitting there every single week, like, all right, this will be the one. This will be the one. Oh, oh this ain't the one. Like, what is going on here? You <laughs> one know
0: yard stuff? short, man. One yard short. Crazy. I felt like
1: it was. was a Dyson in the Super Bowl. I
0: texted my brother about that. I was like, give me Tyson, <laughs> uh, Dyson vibes.
2: <sighs> what,
0: do you, what do you got, Aiden? You got one more little nugget here. <laughs>
2: yeah. Did you guys see that the Giants? After today, are now o and o in games that are decided by more than nine points. They have wow. the every they every week so far has been decided by nine points or less. They <sighs> keep winning. They keep eking out these close victories. It's like, listen.
0: It's, it's it's gritty. It is. It, it really is. I, I have to credit their coach. I do like Brian Dable so far. I do. um But again, I I'm I'm on the boat of all three or all two of you guys. I, I think that this is a you know a, a, a very flawed team and I'm just waiting for it to get exposed like all Barkley has to do is stub his toe and he might miss three weeks and then the wheels will fall off that team and I'm not room for injury I'm just saying they live and die by Saquon Barkley Danny Dimes over there doing his thing not turning the ball over that, that kind of helps them out, too.
1: So. Well, if you look at the numbers, and we always say, you know, you regress to the mean, if you win every single one of these close games now, eventually you're going to start losing these close games. You're not going to bat a thousand in these tight pressure situations. Like, yeah, the coaching staff is better. They are a better football team. They should be getting a little more respect. It's just they've gotten lucky here in the end and found ways to win. It's not going to continue. Like you said, I don't know if they'll they might win four games. They might go 10 and seven and they might sneak into the playoffs. But like I said, I, I think the Giants are playing way above their heads right now.
0: Guess we'll see. Guess we'll see. But the Cowboys are five and two. We'll move on to Chicago. And of course, make sure you subscribe to the entire Blogging the Boys uh, podcast network to get all that coverage throughout the course of the week. So for Dave Sergio, Tony Catalina, and Aiden Davis, this has been another episode of the Blogging the Boys. Yeah, the Blogging the Boys. The first to ten podcasts right here on the Blogging the Boys podcast network. We'll see you guys next week.